Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. Today we continue with Psalm 139. Last Thursday, we looked at um, the whole theme of being in awe of God. And last Thursday, we looked at God's, uh, God's attentiveness towards us. Today, we want to look at God's pursuit of us. So we'll read from Psalm 139 verse 7 to verse 12. Let us pray. Father, speak your truths to us that we may indeed marvel at your goodness, marvel at your love for us. That even as we understand you more, you will teach us how to speak more to you as well. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 139 verse 7 to 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like the day. Your dark for darkness is as light to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The first two lines of this passage tells us what it's all about. It is the wonder of God's pursuit of us. It's not just God's presence. Often we think of it as, well, God is present up there and God is present down there. Just like in the previous devotion, we said God knows everything, so what? But it's more than God knowing everything, it's God wanting to know everything. You have searched me. And likewise, verse 7 here doesn't just talk about God's omnipresence. Oh yeah, yeah, God is here, God is there, God is everywhere. It's not that. It's rather God in hot pursuit of us. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where, where can I run away? Where can I flee from your presence? It's a sense of there is nowhere where I can escape you in a wonderful sense. It is not a sense of being judged, not being a sense of being pursued with anger and vengeance, but it is a sense that there is no way we can get away from God. Which tells us then, which actually is an introduction to the rest of the passage. But it reminds us that often as we go to church or we pray and we say, well, let's pray for God to be present with us. And when you think about it, it's not a very necessary prayer. But rather, we should pray, let's pray that we will be aware of God's presence. Because, you know, when we were kids, right, we used to play hide and seek. And I remember as a little kid, rather than hiding, I would shut my eyes and stand in the middle of the hall. I mean, talk about being silly, but I thought that if I didn't see the people looking for me, they wouldn't see me either. So rather than hiding in a cupboard, I would just stand in the middle of a hall and shut my eyes. If I don't see them, they shouldn't see me. But that's the dumbest thing one can do. And yet we do that with God all the time. We think that by shutting our eyes, by hiding, by wanting to be away from God, God can't see us. And so often we say then we pray, God be present or God don't be present. The reality is that God is present whether we want Him to be or whether we don't want Him to be. 
more often than not, the problem is whether we are aware that he's present or unaware that he's present. And so, whether you're doing your quiet time or in church as we pray, as we worship, maybe the prayer shouldn't be God be present, but the prayer should be God let us be aware of your presence. Because God pursues us and will always be present. Okay, that's a good start. God pursues us. So let's look at the examples that the psalmist tells us. He says, if I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. These are couplets. They are contrast opposites. Right? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. But it tells us something about attitudes. First of all, there are times when you just want to be with God. You want to rise to the heavens. You want to do things that are holy. You want to worship God in the most beautiful way. And you can be sure that each time you want to do that, each time you pray from your heart, each time you worship God with all your heart, He is there listening. There's never a moment when He isn't. But what's interesting is the contrast. If I make my bed in the dead, it's not simply that I go down to hell or if I'm found in hell. But what does it mean if I make my bed? It's like if I decide to be in sin. And you know, many of us do that. Sometimes it's because we despair of life. And when we despair of life, we don't just feel like we are down. Sometimes we say, oh, what the hell? Let me just go and die. Let me go to hell. I remember talking to some friends and they were saying, my, my life is so messed up. I might as well stay in hell. It's that sense of being drawn so much by sin that you feel helpless about even coming up. Making my bed in hell. Making my settling down in hell. Making my home a place where I will rest and sleep in the worst of sin. Have you ever felt that way too? That all that is in your life is the gutter? No use trying to be good anymore. I used to try to be good, you may say. I used to try to draw near to God, you may say, but I'm so tired now. I'd rather just wallow in my sin, wallow in my resentment and my hatred and my lust. I would rather make my bed in hell. And the Bible and the psalmist says, having tried that, I figured, I found out that you are there as well. That even in my life in the gutters, you were there for me. And then the next couplet, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, these two mean the same thing. Wings of the dawn, it is like at the start of, you know, thinking of flat earth, right? At one end of the earth where the sun rises. Probably in the east. If I started from the beginning, the beginning of creation, the beginning of the world, you are there. If I settle on the far side of the sea, the far side of the sea gives an illusion to Jonah. Jonah believing that he could flee far, far away from God. Take a boat and sail away from God, sail away from God's place, sail away from God's plans. Even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. What a thought. There are times when we want to run away from God because we don't want His will. And so often we don't. 
When we sense God telling us to do something and we say, I'd rather not, I'd rather do it myself. And even then, God's hand is there to guide you. Do you think and you remember a time like that? When you didn't want to be in God's will because you had your own ambitions, because you had your own things that you wanted to do, your own choices, your destiny. Do you realize that even when you make your own choices, God is there, His hand is there to guide you? And then the last two couplets, the last couplet and the last subject. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Here again is a great contrast. It's a beautiful con um, couplet that contrasts two things. The first is what I say. I say that my life is so much in despair that wherever, even if there was a light, that light will be snuffed out because it is darkness. My life is so dark. Everything that's happening is so despairing that whatever good news, whatever glimmer, whatever silver lining you can mention, even that is darkness. That's what I say. But then God says just the opposite. My light is so bright in the day that even in the darkest moment, my light is shining on you. Even at the times when you think that it is dark, I am there and my light is upon you. My will and my goodness is upon your life. Think about that. Think about when, and maybe it's now when you see very little hope for you. You see only darkness, you see only despair. You see hopelessness in your life. And think of what God is saying about the reality that when you think that you're in darkness, really, I am watching you and I'm shining my light on your life. That there is hope that you are not lost, but rather that I'm lifting you up and giving you a hope and a future. I want you to pause and think about these three couplets and the main theme, you can never get out of God's hands. Whether you are high up in the heavens seeking God and loving God and praising God or down in the depths having decided to live in sin, God's in pursuit of you and God is there for you. Whether it is that you are at the beginning of the earth at God's will or whether you have fled far from God's will, you want your own ways, even then, God's hand is there to guide you, to watch over your destiny. And even when you feel that circumstances are you are at the darkest, that darkness is nothing before God because He's really shining His light of hope onto you. And you are not alone, nor are you in darkness. And then I want you to pray. I don't know, sometimes it's you could pray for yourself for all of these three couplets. Or sometimes it may be just one that you're experiencing. But you may be thinking of other people 
who are in darkness now. For example, you might be thinking of the Afghans or the Burmese, people who are in deep darkness because they cannot see any light. They see only the Taliban and the ISIS pursuing them, waiting to take their lives and waiting to take the lives of their loved ones. They see no light. You may want to pray for them, to ask God to allow them to see that His light is upon them. It could be you yourself. It could be that at this point in your life, you're deep in depression. You've just had bad news or you're having a terrible relationship and you see no glimmer of hope. I want you to talk to God. Just talk to Him. I'll give you some examples later as I pray for you. But you know, if you've never prayed before or you don't know how to pray, I want you in quiet of your own room where no one's listening and no one's around just to talk. Talk to God and tell Him how dark you feel your life is. And ask Him to show you that actually there is light. That this light is shining on your life. Or maybe you are, you have just decided to live a life of sin. And you've just fallen into an addiction and it's getting worse and worse. Let me share with you a vision that I had many years ago. And I was praying for just prisoners alone and then I had this vision. It wasn't something that I had conjured up, but I saw someone, a man in the gutter, just throwing up into the gutter. It was a symbol of a man who had lost all hope. And then I saw God lifting him up. And to me, that was God saying, Everyone who is in the gutter, I will lift up because I am there with him. If you think that your sin is, your sinfulness has reached a point where you cannot run out and you need to be delivered, remember that God is in the gutter with you, that God is with you even when you make your bed in hell and he will lift you up if you call out to him. So let me pray for you and then maybe you could learn how to pray as well if you have not or if you are very used to praying, then, then take time to pray yourself or any of these three scenarios and spend time talking to God. Let me pray a short one and then I'll give you your time to talk to God. Father, you pursue us. It's not just that you're everywhere, but far more than that, you, you chase us around because you love us. You never let us go out of your love for us. And God, there have been times when I'm stuck in the rut, deep in the gutters of sin. I'm stuck by my addictions. I have addictions that hold me down. God, I thank you that even in the gutter, you are there with me, ready to deliver me when I call to you. And Father, I thank you too that even when I choose to be outside of your will, even then your hand is upon me to guide me, to guide me back into your will, into your glorious, 
beautiful, joyful place that you want me to be. I thank you for that. But God, there are many decisions that I would rather do it myself. I want my own ambitions, my own decisions, my own way of doing things. Remind me, Lord, that even when I do that, you lovingly place your hand upon me to guide me. That at a time when I'm ready to say to you, your will be done, you will just lift me up and bring me into your will. And Father, I pray for each person who is in darkness, deep darkness, because of depression, because of the circumstances, because of the people around them that are hurting them and frightening them. And Father, I ask that they may, you may open their eyes to see that it is light and it is bright. That even though what seems to be surrounding them is deep darkness, you will open their eyes to see that your light is shining upon them and it is bright and it is glorious, it is beautiful. Father, let open our eyes to see, open all our senses to know that you pursue us and you never leave us alone. You never leave us in, in hell, you never leave us on our own devices, to our own devices, you never leave us in darkness. But Lord, lovingly you pursue us. Oh God, let this truth be upon each one. For I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, do take time to talk to God and enjoy time with Him. Have a good week. God bless you. Goodbye.